Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. As the end of 2019 is upon us, it not only marks the end of the year, it also ushers in a new decade. So, to help you choose your New Year's resolution, we have a very special guest. Today on the podcast, we sit down with a dear friend of the show and the host of his own website and YouTube channel about money management, who is steadfast on helping you make better financial decisions. Coming up next on the Spent the Rent podcast, James Barber from Oregon Cashflow Pro. But first, we got a very special treat with a dear friend of the podcast on the line. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. This is Santa Claus wishing you a very Merry Christmas to you and all the listeners to the podcast. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Santa. You have a Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Patty Rose. My guest today from Oregon Cashflow Pro is James Barber. James, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm wondering what happened to self-esteembo Willie. Yeah, I'm in kind of in transition mode. It's weird right now because uh, the Patty Rose thing, there's no music created yet, but I'm writing music and my next album is going to be under the name Patty Rose, and you know I might scrap it and go back to self-esteem, but Willie, really, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kind of trying something different. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, that's all good. Well, James, thanks for doing this. I'm not sure the exact number. Like this is like the fifth or sixth time you've been on the show, which is rad. Uh, just full disclosure, you are the title, Oregon Cashflow Pro is the title sponsor for the podcast, and I, this might end up feeling a little bit like a commercial, which is whatever because I truly believe in what you're doing. So I had you on because I wanted to kind of go more in depth and I felt like a Christmas time New Year's resolution episode would be perfect. So, you know, so here we are. Well, you know, I mean, what what kind of brought us together was the idea that I wanted to help you with this podcast get off the ground and it kind of uh, the personal (coughs) finance aspect, the personal finance aspect of my um, videos is right in line with what you're trying to do as far as... uh, identified um i mean spent the rent is all totally the name itself the name itself financial troubles right right. the name itself started spent the rent records was something that i i mean it's literally it meant nothing but it was when i started making music i did it completely diy and i literally was spending my rent money to buy you know microphones and stuff like that i I was tight at least and so yeah so i mean again so you're doing this to help the community learn about things in the community and and right ways to better themselves and that's that's what i'm doing too yeah there's so many times that you look you're like oh there really needs to be this thing and sometimes the only way to make it happen is by doing it yourself so so let's get right into it uh oregon cashflow pro 
tell us a little bit about what it is, what you do, you know, your YouTube channel. And then, I mean, you just you can go for it. Yeah. So basically I help people with their personal finance. Um, more specifically, I help people eliminate debt and maximize their cash flow. And we do that using a couple of specific vehicles, um, which I call dynamic banking and infinite banking. Um, and I can talk more about those later, but the gist of my efforts is uh, my main target is to help people who don't know much about finance because that was where I came from. And I think there's this, this big gap between, um, people who know how to use money effectively and people who don't. Right. And my target market, like Oregon Cashflow Pro, the videos and everything that I'm doing is not designed to make money. They're free videos. Right. Um, but what it's what I'm hoping to do is just reach people who can't afford a financial advisor or to pay somebody to help them manage right. their finances. And that's kind of what was the selling point to me initially too, when you had approached me, not only because I, you know, I mean, money is nice too, and a paid sponsorship, but really it's because I believed in it. It's because when you came to me and you're like, I do free videos and the end goal is to do free videos. Like it's to, it's to build a relationship with my audience, but it is going to be free. You know, yeah. and I think that's really awesome because then that that's practicing what you preach, talking about helping the little guy, you know, all the time. So that's something I admire for sure. So let's actually get right into that. The, the big one, the dynamic banking, go ahead and talk on that a little more. So dynamic banking is a name. It's a, it's a term that I coined. Uh, dynamic means change, right? Or, um, like life altering. It can be life altering, right. but it's more about how, so specifically dynamic along with banking is about um, how we use our money and how our money flows through our, our um, not just our bank accounts, but basically everything that we do. So credit cards that we use, our mortgages, you know, um, when it comes to cash flow, the more your money can be moving, the more opportunity it has to work for you. Right. It's kind of the basic idea for it. Now it doesn't it doesn't just happen magically. None of I like to say on my videos, none none of this is get rich quick. Sure. Uh, nothing happens magically, but it's just a little bit at a, at a time. And like we a, talk about maximizing our cash flow. It might be twenty dollars here or forty dollars there, or a couple hundred bucks a month cash flow that we can increase. Um, but every little bit helps and adds up. Well, it's like we recently started a Costco credit card. And this is something I know you talk about a lot. And the only reason, because fortunately, we have gotten to a point to where we are not using credit unless it's about building points, mm -hmm. you know, getting rewards. Getting rewards, yeah. And so we booked a trip to Ireland and then bought that on the credit card. And I think it returned like 180 bucks. Yeah. You know, so that's something that is huge. And that's one of the things you go over in the video. So obviously there's going to be a link uh, in the show notes, OregonCashflowPro.com. And then that will take you to YouTube and you can watch all the videos. The videos will be on both YouTube and your website. Yeah, so one of my videos, which maybe you saw that one, was about why everybody should have a rewards card. It's all about cash flow. But if you're, if everybody is using rewards cards except for you, you're missing out. So if I'm getting a 5% reward on everything that I spend, I'm going to immediately be in a better position on whatever I buy than you are. Right. You're paying more for everything. Right. It sucks for people who can't get a rewards credit card, but that's kind of the situation that we're in. So sure. we got to make the we got to make the best use of it. And that's actually kind of 
when you start with your videos, that's actually kind of fast forward until like you're at step 10 or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Because realistically they start ground zero for people to be like, you're in a mess. Let's start with, with where you're at. Is that true? Sort of. I mean, they kind of bounce around sure. um, as things pop up in my head and I think, oh, I can, I can put that out. So there's not like a, a 12 step formula where like, here's where you start, but you're basically just kind of given little tidbits, little, and they're, how- yeah. So I'm working on, um, I'm working on an actual step-by-step how to achieve financial freedom video set and i think i'm on step number four or five that's cool um but outside of that it's just as as questions come up when i answer questions to some people i figure other people will have those same questions i might as well make a video about it right then right um and so pretty much whatever's going on outside of the videos is going to end up coming into the video exactly at some and that's kind of that's what's on my mind that's how it works with the podcast the guests it just kind of creates itself so we might have already answered this but this is one of the questions i had written down so what was your motivation to get started so the motivation for that is kind of what motivates me to do anything it's helping people right um i just let's say more specifically what motivated me to do the videos was um i came across the method of uh, eliminating debt really fast. And it was called velocity banking. And it's actually exactly the same thing as dynamic banking. Sure. I just, I just didn't want to use velocity banking. I didn't know if it was um, copyrighted or anything like that. But I think dynamic is uh, a little more appropriate anyways to what we're trying to do when we talk about change. Um, so... I came across velocity banking and I immediately saw the value in it. But these people that are teaching it out there, like they're doing it because they want to sell you like a $4,000 course or computer software. Right. And when I saw it, I'm like, "Uh, I don't need that. Like, I totally understand that. I can probably explain it to people pretty easily and they don't have to spend that money and since like my target market so the the people who do those videos they're like you you need to be you need to have five hundred dollars a month cash flow or better to qualify for this and the reason they do that is because they want a chunk of that money sure (laughs) and and i'm thinking this is something that everybody needs like even people that are negative cash flow right now like i could help them turn that around and become positive cash flow uh, nearly right away. If it's we, like the if million dollar, like the, the get rich quick scheme that basically is like, I'm going to teach you how to write a book to tell people how to get rich. Yeah. You know? And that, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's more to benefit themselves. Sure. So I wanted to, I wanted to provide something that people can use without having to fork out any money on their own. They, to help people get from negative cash flow or about even people who are struggling right now, I wanted to give them the tools so that they can turn that around right away without from, having to from in a, from being in a terrible financial situation. Yeah, you know, to start from like I said, ground zero, basically. Yeah, and that's one of the the next question I had. What is the most important thing to consider when trying to make smarter financial moves? <sighs> it's all about cash flow. Yeah, I mean that's really what it comes down to. If you don't have the cash flow to handle emergencies as they come up you're going to bury yourself if some any type of trip things have to go perfectly for people who are on the edge and if they don't you're screwed so if somebody's working and their bills are basically right at that what would you suggest i don't know i mean working more basically you know uh, if they're just yeah if- so what most finance things come down to is you have two choices you can either cut back on your spending or you can increase your revenue 
increase your income. Right. And for the most part, people who are at the bottom, who are struggling, uh, their best opportunity is to increase their income, either getting another job um, or getting better at the job that they currently have, right? So they can get a raise. Um, every Almost everybody can cut expenses, but not everybody can. Like yeah. the, the people who are struggling on social security, I have a gal that I helped who I think she brings in like 800, 900 bucks a month. Right. And she was going negative each month and cutting it out of her food budget. So she wasn't eating the whole month. And it it wasn't big that she was going negative, but even with the help of food banks, she couldn't feed herself every day. So I was able to help her rearrange her finances. She had a maxed out credit card and we were able to basically knock out that 27% interest that she was paying on that. Uh, she had perfect credit other than being maxed out on credit on that one credit card. Um, but we were able to basically get her out of that, get into a 0% credit card. And she freed up her cash flow by consolidating some other things and ended up with a couple hundred bucks a month extra. Wow. And we did that within 30 days. Sure. So, I mean, that was, that was pretty nice because now she knows that she can eat the whole month. So, and it's like, if it's there, say that you have a $2,000 credit card and they're only, and then the zero interest credit card is only going to give you 500. You just have to do that over time. Just a little bit at at a time. Right. I mean, cause you could transfer. Yeah, I mean, everybody's situation is going to be different. And we're just going to take whatever whatever they have and try and make right. the best use of it. And when you say you help them, so they contact you through the videos, essentially? Yeah, so I offer uh, basically 20-minute consultations with people for free. They can just go to um, Calendly, and I have links to that on my website. And in one of my videos where it talks about um, have, a, have a phone call with me, a 20-minute phone call. Right. Uh, and... Let's just talk about your situation because not everybody. So my videos are kind of, they present um, broad situations, sure. right? But everybody has their own narrow situation. And if they want to talk specifically about what they can do. And like I said, my whole thing is geared towards people who can't afford to pay for right. financial advice. So you don't need to. I will talk with you. See if we can help you out. I think that's so awesome because like you said, there's no hidden agenda. There's no, you're like, what can I get out of this? Right. You know, and I think that's just, that's something you have ethics and I respect that. Yeah. So, I mean, people might be wondering, okay, well then how do you make money? What do you, (laughs) what's the goal here? Well, I mean, my hope is um, eventually I can get enough YouTube subscribers to monetize that and, and start bringing in some passive income that way from people just watching those videos because they can watch them any time of the day. Right. Um, on top of that, uh, I've, I'm a amazon.com affiliate. And if people click my link, they can purchase stuff through Amazon and I would get a little percentage of that as an affiliate. doesn't change their prices. Uh, I think, are you, you got an affiliate too, don't you? I think so. I don't really utilize it a lot, but I did set it up at one point because when I started the podcast, there's a blog that I wrote about how I started it. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's like mine. I don't do it for, for money necessarily. I mean, I, I'm fortunate enough to, that I don't lose money on the podcast, that right. it is profitable, thanks to you, honestly, <laughs> but being a sponsor. And then I've got some other sponsors that I'm going to make sure to mention as an end of the year recap. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I mean, yeah, so out, so for one me, way to do it. Yeah. So outside of those videos is where I make money. So I do 
real estate. I'm a licensed real estate broker here in Oregon. Right. Um, I've got, uh, I'm owner and operator of Oregon Pro Realty. And I'm also a licensed insurance broker. And so I do life insurance. That's my main focus. And that's where the infinite banking comes in. Sure. So uh, I, there's ways that I can make money. I don't need to make money trying to pull pennies and dollars out of people who right. are struggling. So. And I mean, I think you just have ethics. And at the end of the day, you know, if you take care of people, your life gets taken care of because it all kind of comes back to you in a way, which is good. Yeah. And my driver is not to um, get rich. I mean, money doesn't drive me so much as helping people. Which is huge, which is huge because as long as I've known you, that's kind of something that I've seen that you're like, it doesn't matter who you are. I want to help. It's a collective. It's about coalition building. That's what you talk about all the time. Yeah. And that's pretty awesome. So what is the most common question that you get from your audience? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Um, most of the questions I get have to do around infinite banking. So I think the people who are out there looking for my material so far is mostly people who already have money, and which is kind of ironic. Refresh us. So we talked about dynamic banking. Yeah. What is, so what is infinite? So banking? infinite banking is a use. It's a way to utilize cash value, whole life insurance through a mutual company. And it's it's totally different than your basic whole life policy, which probably if anybody who's listened to any type of financial advice in the mainstream media knows that uh, whole life policies are not investment vehicles and they're told by everybody under the sun that they should never put their money into them. Right. Um, and that the only people trying to sell them are the agents who make money off them. While that's true of a basic whole life policy, it there's a completely different dynamic around infinite banking. It is just a tool that we can use. And if it's designed correctly, it benefits, it can benefit people in a number of different ways. And it's something that I'm really excited about. And I've got a whole bunch of videos about those as well. Um, but it's totally different than your basic whole life. And I mean, really, people would have to watch the videos to get detailed explanation about that. But it, it just has to do with um, getting your money to start compounding as early as possible and compound forever. Right. Um, so whole life, you mean like life insurance? Yeah, whole life insurance. Um, whole life insurance is like the most expensive life insurance that you can purchase. Right. Um, because it's designed to be there your whole life including when you die, right? And, and no matter how you die. So like, as long as you've had the policy for over two years, even if you were to commit suicide, it's going to pay out. Oh, wow. So they charge the most for that. Um, you can get term insurance for really cheap. I, I sell all kinds of life insurance. So I sell term insurance too. And there's a need for that. Um, but term insurance is, it, it only lasts a short period of time. Right. You know, it might only last five or 10 or 15 or 20. Which is why people years. end up on Dateline. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, term insurance, most term insurance doesn't ever pay out, which is why it's so cheap. Right. 97% of it never pays out. That's where the insurance companies make their money. It's a good idea for a lot of people to have because it may be all that they can afford. And um, if you if you look at the uh, wealth pyramid that I have, I use, I use this wealth pyramid for retirement planning, and I just put a video out on it last week. Um, part of our, the base of our financial pyramid which is our safety base 
for building our financial plan, part of that base is insurance. We want to make sure that we have health insurance and life insurance and car insurance and home insurance because any type of emergency situation can be catastrophic to everything else in our right, financial right. lives. So, right? so insurance plays a part in that. Term insurance can play a part in that. But what I, the way I utilize um, infinite banking and the specially designed whole life policies, it can satisfy the life insurance portion of that along with serving a number of other needs. So your dollars can do a lot more than just one job. Right. And I mean, when you have kids, life insurance is pretty much a given. Like you, you have to consider getting into it because if not you're leaving your kid with you know yeah. even if your kid is 20 you know and because you're leaving them with nowhere to turn necessarily like no backup plan there's so many reasons to consider life insurance right. when my um, mom yeah my mom passed when in 2012 she was only 54 and yeah. she had life insurance which we didn't have any idea that i mean I, she was pretty responsible but yeah and it it wasn't a lot and like you had talked about before I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I mean, my mom had a history of depression. So when she died, there was a little bit of a concern at first that it could have been from suicide, especially at that age, which later was determined to not be the case. But with the life insurance, yeah, that would have been, that would have been the thing is, is that we wouldn't have been able to get that, you know, and it wasn't a ton of money. Like I said, but oh, she had a policy that if it was yeah, suicide, it, would it have wouldn't not have covered it. Out. Yeah. You know, and that's be typical of a term. Of but term what it, policy. what it did is, is it basically, I mean, money went in different places at that time and I'm not going to get too into it, but what it did was it allowed us to have a nice little service for her and that, you know, funeral costs and that's not exactly how it played out, but regardless, that's money went in, like I said, different pockets. There and that's was, a basic use of it. I mean, it's really nice to be able to do that and not put that burden on the family. Right. Uh, a lot of times people, a lot of life insurance agents or financial advisors will say you need life insurance if somebody is relying on your income. Right. Right. But really anybody that anybody who has relationships with people could utilize life insurance because if, if you rely on income that you generate yourself, but your spouse passes away, you might not be in a mindset where you can work. Right. So your kids may not be in a mindset where they can work. They, people need time to grieve. Sure. You know, so there's there's value in having some life insurance just to give you either a chance to grieve or there might be a house that needs to sell, but you have time to do that if what you is have. It, what is it that, that Aflac does? Because they do the thing where it's like. Aflac is more uh, disability. If, if you miss work, basically, they'll compensate. Yeah, if you get hurt or which, feet. So it's a supplemental. Aflac's a supplemental. Which insurance. I think is a good thing. You it know, can be, yeah, Because absolutely. for people, it's like everybody thinks your hospital bills or whatever. But if you miss work and you miss weight, like you were talking about cash flow, mm -hmm. that, that's gone because now you're not going to work. And people like me that work in the service industry as a barber, I don't have paid vacation. I don't have, you right. know, because I'm an independent contractor. Right. So for like 35, 40, I mean, it used to be, it's probably way more expensive now, but for, a, you know, a little bit of money, they will cover a couple of paychecks, which sometimes is all it is because everyone talks about how, oh, we're all a paycheck away from being homeless, you know, a missed paycheck or maybe two missed paychecks away from being homeless. So that's kind of something that's, that's cool that they offer. Do you guys, do you do anything with that? I don't, I don't do anything with that. I mostly just focus on the infinite banking type policies right? because they can they can serve kind of a similar purpose as Aflac. 
Um, the the main- so it can take care of you when you're still because life insurance I always think automatically end of life. But that's not what whole life insurance is. No, not not the policies that we design. The policies that we design are designed to maximize the cash value in the policy so that you have something that you can use right away. Right. You can use that through your everyday life. Uh, all whole life generates cash value. It's just a matter of how quickly. So your basic whole life policy doesn't generate any cash value in the first couple of years. Right. And then it starts to slowly grow. And you might be putting hundreds of dollars a month into this policy. Um, to have it slowly grow kind of makes it a product that is reserved for people who actually have money and right. that they can set aside and not have to worry about having access to it. The way that our policies are designed, it minimizes commissions to agents. So any agent who designs it the way that I do is taking the absolute lowest amount of money that they can as a commission from the life insurance company right. so that it maximizes the cash value. And you might see... Um, that you might see about a 90% cash value in the policy in the first year wow. based on your premiums. And by year five, you're going to have more cash value available in the policy than you put into it. And it will only grow from there every single year guaranteed. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of guarantees that come along with it. It's not, it is not an investment vehicle. You don't have the risk of the stock market. You're not going to ever lose money like savings but you're not gonna double your money in a year sure. you know like it is a possibility with investments so you get a lot of guarantees but that those guarantees are um basically consistent compounding right. growth because with stocks i mean if something blows up it can also drop i mean look at like netflix like yeah netflix it can go either is, way netflix just crushed the market and then now there's so much more competition that they're getting knocked back so yeah <laughs> so so um we talked about you know the main the, the main videos that you make about dynamic and infinite banking the quick tips i think are something that's really you know people appreciate talk about that a little bit yeah so those ones get the least views really but, yeah but I, I i wanted to have just some short videos that go over um some basic finance terms so that people can learn just a little bit more about something else yeah. and, they, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time to do it which i think is good because i think that your audience a, a lot of the people that you're gearing it towards are intimidated by this wonky idea of like a lot of different terminology they're not familiar yeah, with. yeah exactly so, yeah this is like so my quick tips are kind of like your vocabulary lesson of the week yeah that's and that's <laughs> rad i mean that's why i encourage anybody listening this isn't something that this is different than anything we've done on the podcast before because it is a service but it's something if you follow the facebook page so go to facebook and follow oregon cash flow pro because you'll see these things in your feed and that's, that's basically what i do is i watch the quick tips and little things i'm not going to watch a 25 minute video most of the time right but if there's a specific thing i need to know about fortunately me and you have a relationship to where i can call you and be like what do you think about this more in depth because you're my go-to with that now you know but the quick tips are something that you're just killing time and it, i've learned a lot from them i'm Good. surprised that they get a small a small uh, view count because you know my friend kyle rainey shout, shout out to kyle rainey he's talked about watching those and he's like yeah, it was pretty cool you know and that's kind of what i've my, that's been my goal with this, nice, you know, nice. and it, I mean, it's, it's such a, we have this, we think in terms of viral videos and that's, you can't do that because no, no, these will never go viral. <laughs> I mean, the, these are not videos that will appeal to a mass audience. It's kind of like, um, it will appeal to people who have decided that 
that they want to better themselves and in, in their life. You know, they want to, they want to invest in a little self-education. Yeah. And it's rad and it's free. That's the best part about the whole, and I, I'm going to repeat this a million times, but that's the best part about when you came to me and you're like, Hey, I want to sponsor the podcast, which I, I couldn't believe it was like a godsend that you're like, I, I believe in you. I want to sponsor the podcast. And I was like, really, what are you worth? What, you know? And then you had told me Oregon Cashflow Pro and it's free service. I'm like, what a, wait a minute. This is amazing because there's no guilt for me. Like I've got some, you know, major, like I've had some small sponsorships where it was like, you know, five bucks a month from Spotify and some other ones. But this one, it's, it's not a ton of money. It's enough that it makes it worth it. Cause I do have to pay for my website and all that kind of stuff. And I would have done it anyway. Cause it's kind of a hobby, but you know, I don't, when you say something's a hobby, it doesn't, I don't want to cheapen it. Cause essentially this sounds almost like it's a part of your business model, but it is helping people is a hobby. Yeah. You know what I mean? And doing something that you're passionate about and making change for your community is a hobby. And I know we're not going to talk about politics today. We'll save that for another day. But it's something that you do truly, you know, I've seen your work and I do truly think that you are about coalition building, you know? And so that is a hobby. Going to the events that you go to is a hobby because it's a lo- about building community. And that's something I, I admire, you know, and we're going to have yeah. Alan Zundel on in a couple of weeks and he does the social advance videos. And it's, a, I mean it's a perfect service because that's something that's lacking like news about politics in Oregon, you know? Yeah, absolutely. News that doesn't come from a corporate mainstream corporate, corporate backing. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So Oregon cashflowpro.com and then, you know, Facebook, I'll make sure to put the link on that as well because I really encourage anybody listening and then you've got Instagram and all that stuff too. But yeah, I really encourage you to follow the Facebook page. Obviously, the website's always good, but Facebook is where you're going to see new content in your feed. It's going to be reminding you, popping up, and it's cool. I mean, I see all the stuff you post, and you know, there's a, there's a lot. How often do you make videos? Depends on what's going on in life. Um, I, my goal was to do a few videos a week, um, but I couldn't keep up that schedule. Right. I'm still... Because I'm trying to make better content. So I'm trying to just make better visually appealing videos so people will stick around and watch I think them. you do a good job with it. I mean, they're simple, but... But it takes me longer to edit. Sure. So I can't just, I can't just um, put it out there and run the video and then post it. Because I've got too many, I've got too many ums and ahs. And uh, sometimes that things don't click in my head while I'm on video themselves. Right. Um, but you know, I get better. I get better all the time, but there is things that I got to cut out of that so that people don't have to sit there through a 20 minute video that can actually be a 10 minute video. Sure. Sure. So what, what has been the most popular video you think that you've posted? My most popular video was an infinite banking one for business owners. Yeah. Um, yeah, specifically, uh, I think I've had like 5,000 views on that one. So those people are searching for the information. Yeah. Yeah. This, it's a topic that is not, I didn't come up with it. Sure. Um, but there's a, there's a hunger out there for it. There's a lot of people that deal with it. And I provide it. I, the information I provide is in a way that is not emotionally driven. It's fact driven. And so I, I talk numbers, specific numbers, and I put up spreadsheets, wow. um, which can be boring for some sure. people. But if you've, if you've seen other videos where people are trying to sell you on the product and using emotional language and getting you excited about it, but they don't, they don't give you actual details. Right. And and, right? and, and, and I don't know if it's, and... I, would, I don't know if I'd necessarily say it's boring, 
it's intimidating. I think is to the average consumer, to the average person that when you watch, so I got into simple stock trading with the Robinhood app mm-hmm. and I got out of it and I just do sports betting cause I'm better at it, which is funny. But anyway, when I did, I was like, I wanted to really, I wanted to kind of get my feet wet. And this is what's cool about apps and all that stuff is it gives you these opportunities to do things for very little money, you know? So I was, I was, um, investing like 10, $20 in stocks and I'm, I made $300 profit in a year, which was pretty good off the stock market, off of probably investing $100. So I did pretty good, honestly, as far as the return. But it was super stressful too. But the cool thing is YouTube had all these videos that I could go watch about what how to do options, trading, push, right. you know, puts and calls and all this different stuff. And in the first, you know, in the beginning, the first couple of weeks of watching these videos, I was super intimidated. Because I'd watch these videos and I knew nothing. Because I, I right. mean, I barely graduated from high school. It's not like I wasn't smart enough, but I was a punk rock kid that didn't give a crap about my <laughs> grades and all that kind of stuff. And I learned a ton, you know. And now I can hold a conversation about it for the most part. I mean, it's still not my world, but well, that stuff is is complicated and risky too. Oh yeah, so, and I, mean, it, I don't you know definitely if... want to do it if you're <laughs> if you're okay doing it for fun. And I don't know what the hell I was doing. And again, it was fun, especially options. You can lose your hat easily yeah. on that stuff. But yeah. my point is, is that there's these videos that once you get familiar with it, you'll start following you know people like yourself. That's not what you do specifically, stocks, but you'll start looking at these videos and the same people will start popping up and you kind of learn that community. And it just shows like YouTube has everything. You know, I've thought yep. about taking uh, lessons on learning more about guitar and stuff like that. And it's all there for you. And a lot of it's free. Yeah. There's so much you can learn. Um, but there's also a lot of people on there that are just trying to sell something. Sure. And they'll, they'll, they'll give you a lot of information, but they won't give you critical information that you might need to be able to do it yourself. Right. Right. And, and that comes, it's pretty it gets easier and easier to identify who that is. Right. Um, but it, it's definitely something to watch out for. So you know? what is it that you've learned from doing this? How long have you been doing Oregon Cashflow Pro now? I started Oregon Cashflow Pro um, November of last year. Right. So that was when I started doing the videos. Um, and I, I don't know so much. I mean, I'm, I'm always learning. Sure. So I don't know. I can't identify anything I've learned specifically about from Oregon Cashflow Pro itself, except that um, you got to have some good lighting <laughs> if you're going to do some videos. <laughs> yeah, the production element of it. it is yeah, and, it, yeah. And like I, my respect for the people who do intriguing and engaging videos has right. grown immensely. Totally. Like it is, it is not easy. And, and because I'm doing this for free, I, I do all the work myself. Right. You know, I can't pay people to do the editing and stuff like that, which... Um, I, I just enjoy doing all that stuff anyway. It is I'm, fun. I'm so it's, hands-on. <laughs> sure, it's monotonous. You know, I was doing video for a while, and I got out of it just because it wasn't what I wanted to focus for the podcast, the content. Well, of. it took time for editing, right? Yeah, I mean, and it like wasn't. The... I mean, when I started the podcast, it's because I have a love of radio, so it was more just listening to it and more kind of people sitting back and maybe doing other things. I didn't intend on them looking at my fat face, you know, but <laughs> I, you have to have with spreadsheets and stuff, you have to have the, the yeah, you got to have the visual and anybody that's listening to this. I mean, y- you need to go look at the videos on YouTube and, and the website, OregonCastwellPro.com. I am toying with the idea of doing a podcast too, because there is a lot of information I can convey, um, like our quick tips where we just go over 
Right. And um, a monthly or even whatever, you know, that way if you have a schedule and you set it reasonable once a month, maybe the first, it comes out on the first and then you have time to edit and all that stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, you saw the video I put up about the, I'm a podcast junkie. Oh yeah. Because I can listen to podcasts while I'm doing anything else. I can't watch YouTube videos while I'm right. doing other stuff. And you listen so to podcasts a, at 1.75 speed or something, 1.5 speed, right? Two times speed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody I watch YouTube to this, videos at two times speed too. It's so, so wild. So you, you can double the speed, but it doesn't change the pitch. So right. it, it's like... It changes the pitch slightly. Yeah. But it's not like in the old days with the records where it would turn into chipmunk voices. Right. Oh, it's pretty wild. But you got to get used to it. So yeah, I, I started listening to podcasts. I, I listened to them for years probably a decade at regular speed and then i decided to ramp up my learning using podcasts and at that point i just subscribed to so many podcasts i was like there's no way i'm going to get through all this stuff. right and so i decided to try it a little bit faster so i tried it at two times speed and if anybody tries there's this podcast right now try clicking it to two times speed and you're going to probably not understand anything that we're saying it just takes a little yeah it goes so fast and your bot your mind can't process it so that's what happened to me and i switched it back to one and a half speed and i was like oh this is it's a little challenging to understand it but i can catch it and so i listened for about three months at one and a half speed and then i tried two times speed again and i could understand everything they're saying oh my god and so i've been doing that now for the last year and a half and I, it's great. I can just plow through a whole bunch of podcasts. Which app do you use to listen to podcasts? Uh, iTunes. Just Apple Podcasts. Yeah, the Apple Podcast. Yeah. It's, the, it's a good one. There's a few things that are missing from it. Like they don't show each episode's flyers that I make, which I don't care. I mean, yeah, I don't get to see any of that, but I don't ever look at that. So I'm right. listening so fast and I'm usually doing something else. So I'm not looking at it when it changes podcasts. So, so you literally just cues up the next one and you just hit yeah, play? Yeah, it just goes. I oh don't even gosh. have to hit play. It just automatically plays one after the other after wow. the other. So and do you ever feel like it's like a, the Matrix? Because it's just... <laughs> like sort it's of. Just, you're sort getting of, all that information in? I, the podcasts I listen to, I listen to finance podcasts, real estate podcasts, insurance. And for the most part, I know, I know all this stuff that right. they're talking about. So what I'm listening for is I'm listening for something that I don't know. Right. So I don't have to pay 100% attention to the whole podcast as it's going. I'm just looking for things that I can pull out and then pass along. So, so my I'm, podcast is a t complete 180 from what you're normally listening to. That's cool. Yeah. Learn about local hip hop and, and whatnot. Yep. Yep. But you're on my list. That's pretty rad. So I do want to, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about my sponsors. Obviously, Oregon Cashflow Pro is my title sponsor and I rep that every episode, but I, I miss chances to give shout outs to some of my smaller sponsors. So MVP Sports and Games games and sports in Corvallis. Uh, that's a poker hall. Those guys are awesome. Check them out. So if you go to my website, strpod.com slash sponsors, you'll be able to see that. That was an interesting podcast you did with them too. It was a good one. Uh, Henry Martin is an awesome dude. And so that's a cool one. And then I've got uh, 45 degrees Northwest, which is Jake Williams, Jake overtime Williams. So that link is on my website as well. And then Josh Ewing, who is, uh, or J.R. Ewing is a real estate agent. No, no uh, conflict of interest there since you guys both do that. But he just finished his first year as a broker. I'm not sure the terminology of he's an agent, whatever it meant it is. Yeah. He, so here in Oregon, an agent is a broker. Okay. Yeah. But he's killing We just it. have the differences between a broker or a principal broker. Okay. So a principal broker is a step up 
they have more experience, right? Paid the state more money. So if you need to buy a house, you can go to James Barber or J.R. Ewing, but that's one of my sponsors as well. And we got some other things in the works. There's a directory coming up, the five four one directories that Pat Miller is doing, and we'll talk about that more on the podcast as well. So if you do launch your own Oregon Cash Flow Pro podcast, obviously my audience is going to be the first to know because I'll be plugging that and whatnot. So that's the thing about what I do is is there's it's not like a or a competition because I'm really trying to show my audience that is slowly growing, but it's growing what is happening in town and what kind of tools that you can get for very little money, if any at all, you know? So there's some cool things. It's when you Google what to do in Eugene, it's like the top thing is the Raptor center and it's like, which is rad. I'm going to talk to them. Actually. I've been, I've been getting the bug in their ear about coming on and talking about it. But my point is, is that it's so limited on like Wikipedia or Google or whatever, not Wikipedia, but Google of the things to do in Eugene and, and whatnot. And that's what we're trying to do is trying to just grow, you know, the awareness about what's around us. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of awesome people in this town. So let's see if I have any more questions. Oh, when are you going to run for office again? <laughs> that one. Yeah. So if, if no plans, no plans currently. Um, I, although when I ran for County commissioner, I absolutely loved it. I had a blast. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts was knocking on doors and talking with people. Sure. I just love that interaction. Um, I saw someone, I was at Winco and I saw someone still, cause how long ago was it? It was last year. When I ran? Yeah. 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 The, 18 the or primary 16? beginning of 18. Okay. So. But I saw someone still rocking the stickers on the back of their car. Nice. Which was rad. And I looked at them. They were an older person, but, uh, that was my, it was probably my wife's grandparents. Maybe. Cause they live over near there and they still, they, they still have those stickers on there. Yeah. And it's cool. I mean, and that's when we had met, you know, basically online is because I was throwing the event, the McKinsey unity and the community festival. And we were trying to get given opportunity for, politicians that were running to be able to set up a booth and whatnot. And I think that's how we had came across each other. And then we just, our political views fell in line pretty well. I mean, we, we disagree on things, which is fine, but then we agree on most and, and our revolution lane County is rad. That's like the, the one thing I got from, you know, I know that you, I don't know if you run it or if you're one of the admins, but that's a huge, I'm in the leadership. I'm the treasurer and yeah. I'm about to be the chair again, which is a super cool thing. So, well, James, you know, thanks for doing this. OregonCashflowPro.com. There's, there's going to be links in the show notes, of course. I'm going to say that over and over again. So if you're listening, go check that out. Follow the Facebook page, all that good stuff. You know, it's the end of the year. So I felt like this was a cool opportunity for people that are listening. If you're making a New Year's resolution, a good one would be to make better financial decisions because we're coming into a recession. Yeah. Right? So come, we're, <laughs> we're growing. Come and like, our, like and subscribe to my YouTube videos. We're almost at 500 subscribers now. Which which is pretty cool. Um, That's pretty yeah. awesome. So as soon as you hit a thousand, you can monetize the. Oh, cool! Um, you can monetize the videos, and basically, you might start to generate a tiny bit of ad revenue. And right. it, it isn't it isn't a whole lot, but once you once you hit that thousand mark, you can start doing live uh, live shows, which is what I hope to do, so I can do some Q and A's. Right. Um, I've actually been thinking about doing live streaming with video games because. That's something that's funny, like through Twitch and whatnot. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Because it, it would be a joke. I, you know. We'll You'd probably to... be good at doing the live streams. Yeah, it's going to be funny. I mean, it would be a joke, but because I play sports games. But that's for a different day. So uh, There's people that'll watch them. That's... I know. It's just bizarre, <laughs> the things that people get into. But so I want to say, too, before we head out of here, if you're listening and 
you're still hanging on. We got some awesome shows coming up in Jan- in January. Uh, I'm going to be doing The Repercussions of Being Woke with Kaz Zaidi, January 5th. That one should be awesome. We're going to talk about like woke culture, and, uh, and that one will get me in trouble. But... And then, like I said, I got Alan Zundel coming on. Um, booked a show in April with Mr. Ulala, who's a wrestling promoter. Um, Going to be sitting down with a hot dog stand owner. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up. I'm going to be doing a really heartfelt one with my friend Dan Silva, who was in a serious car accident, lost his leg, and there was his passenger was killed. And we're going to talk. This one's going to be really hard-hitting. We're going to talk about recovery, prosthetics, and living with knowing that your actions took a human life. So that one's going to be heavy. So we're bouncing all over the place. So 2020 is going to be big. So Nice. Well, you're doing good stuff. I well, appreciate the podcast. I appreciate your sponsorship, and I appreciate everything that you do and bring to the table. And we'll have you back on, you know, as the primary seat up. I know we like to talk politics, but that's for a different date. Yeah. So this is going to be, I, I played it last year. I'm going to play it again. This is uh, my Christmas song. This is Self-Esteem by Willie with saying Merry Christmas again. Thanks a lot. Remember to what the gas bag says, or I'll have his minions cut off your heads. As the holidays approach us, we'll take this time to focus on the proper way to address greedy shoppers. We won't stop, we're bringing Christmas back. Do it through judging you on your syntax. We won't stand for this, we will all get pissed if the coffee cup doesn't have an angel. This snowflake business can take a hike, have no choice but to sit down and write. Sad to you, Rob, but the war on the sacred day. If you have a problem, you can move far away. If you don't like it, you can leave. Celebrate what you celebrate and have the nerve to give the clerk an extra saucy word for them to go back home and marinate and let them know your blanket statement covers a whole picnic and the same money you both pay is worth more with a message it's an annual war on my belief system they beat the drums on the TV news to reach Christians pour out some eggnog for the homies lost to trampling crowds a sale is a sale and we're leading by example now when seasons change from pumpkin to cornucopia it's rearranged to run a welly in dystopia freedom rings with every purchase at a less amount so we can wrap a gift the kids a week from now forget about so this is christmas and what have we done we capitalize and radicalize the sacred day of family fun asking for something we're not gonna get back i guess that the best chance is putting it in white text up on a red hat we are saying merry christmas merry christmas again we are saying merry christmas Again.